The Pro Act know-how. So if you type in your question, then uh, we should be able to, uh, that should pop up on my screen and I can answer that about your Brexit issues. What are the pending issues for people um, in, in the remaining 50 days before the UK leaves uh, the EU? Uh, that's what we're looking at today. And um, we want to try and see how many questions we can answer for you and, and what um, you get, okay? So um, a common one that people are coming up with is, is driving license. What is it about the EU and driving license that causes this, this, this big issue? Um, the, if you've got a, 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 a driving license from any particular country, uh, that is the licensing authority and there's international rules whereby it allows you to drive in another country and the Americans will know this, the Canadians know this, the Australians know this. But within the EU, they've changed it so that if you've passed your driving test in one country, you can drive anywhere in the EU. It's a bit bizarre, even though you've got left and right hand drive countries uh, and, and different languages, they still allow this free driving. So an expat in the EU doesn't need to change their driving license. So it could have been living in the UK for 10 years using an Italian uh, driving license. Um, and, and that's okay in EU land. There's no compulsion for you to change until the renewal of your pass, uh, driving license comes up because it's time expired for whatever reason. So that, that, that is a big issue. Now, if you do need to change under international rules, then there's driving tests and, and licensing and language barriers that can come into effect. So if you're in Greek land or Spanish land or French land, it could be that a test is done in that local language, uh, as well as uh, the, the test for the driving skills. So there's lots more barriers to entry. So um, as an EU citizen, you can change your driving license uh, automatically to the new type um, of, of, of driving license. And that's something that should be done before Brexit. After the end of December, then technically any British uh, expat in the EU or EU expat in the UK would then need to go and um, uh, carry out uh, a, a sort of a te driving test with the language barriers and the new theory test um, and the age-related uh, restrictions that might apply. So it's something that is simple and easy to do as an EU citizen and it gets harder in January 2021. So thanks for that question. Uh, second question I want to look at is, is residency. If you've got EU residency, does that allow you to continue to freely move around the EU? Well, not necessarily. Um, there are, again, there are international rules about travel and there's visa restrictions in different countries. Now, a country like the UK and many of the EU countries have, have got um, many, many, many uh, visa-free travel restrictions, even though there's no visa between, say, the UK and uh, USA, Anyone traveling to the USA still has to register under the ESTA scheme for that for that trip and the reason that they're going there. So it, although it's not called a visa, it's still 
a form of, of, of visitor check. So they've got your ID and they know what you're coming for. The EU is going to introduce an ESTA type scheme in 2022 anyway. But for the purpose of this exercise, we're talking about visa-free travel. Now that is down to a country by country basis and what arrangements uh, have been agreed. And, and what, what, it, what it is clear is that uh, those rules might change. Now within the EU, there are a lot of visa-free travel arrangements anyway, so everything should be okay. But each individual bilateral relationship with individual countries would need to be changed unless the EU come up with a rule that says uh, British people can have visa-free travel around Europe. Or, um, but that, of course, is called being a member of the EU, but the UK is not. So it's a simple thing for them not to agree. Um, so what does your EU residency give you? Your EU residency gives you the EU citizen's rights guaranteed for the rest of your life in the country in which you're living in. So it's visa-free movement, but you, you can be a citizen of one country. You can have a, a residential address in that country. Um, you, you could uh, not be living in that country, but just have a passport for that country. Your citizenship will always allow you to have visa-free travel into that country, whether you're Russian, British, American. On the other hand, though, uh, a residency permit it, uh, under the EU rules, it, what, it gives you visa-free travel to that country. So if you've got visa-free travel between your home country and uh, your EU residence uh, country where you're res registered, that, that free movement can persist. Visa-free travel between your country of residency and your home country but not necessarily around the rest of the EU. Even if you're a permanent resident, that, that right doesn't necessarily, um, is not necessarily conveyed. It doesn't mean that you can't go on a three month holiday to France or Germany or Estonia. It, it doesn't, that those international travel rules still exist outside the EU. They were there before, they're there during, and they're there afterwards. And that's the basis anybody goes on holiday to any EU country. They're just slightly different rules. Um, uh, for example, the biggest thing that you will see uh, for the UK is duty-free travel to the EU could well return. So duty-free travel within the EU stopped uh, uh, with the UK being a member of the EU. They stopped the duty-free travel um, because there, there are no uh, tariffs and customs between uh, EU countries, but also there's no reductions once you're in there. You have to pay the taxes that are applied to everybody equally in, in the EU. So duty-free could well return, but there may be visas and it depends upon what individual countries come up with for individual residency, property ownership or, or business ownership and running. And that will vary country by country. So we need to see how the rules will change and how they'll adapt in, in the coming months, because still middle of November, there's no formal agreement. But the UK has got an agreement. It's a withdrawal treaty as it stands, and that can progress. In effect, then, there's no further uh, agreement or deal to be put in place. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the UK. 
the political turmoil there, is that a signal that they're going to come up with a last-minute deal and compromise that uh, Boris Johnson's former advisor, Dominic Cummings, was against? Or is it a sign that they've accepted that no deal is, is going to be the way forward and therefore his work is done? So we, we will see on that one. Uh, so the residency gives you visa-free travel between your country of residence and, and your country of citizenship. Um, so th that covers a lot of the scenarios uh, for Carmel in the UAE about what the, the residency rights are. So if you've got a citizenship in, in Italy, you can uh, be in Italy, you can still travel around the whole of the EU, but going to the UK, it, it depends upon what, what your rights are. So the UK will still allow short business trips short holidays, uh, but if it's a long-term residency, uh, it depends upon non-EU rules. So if you get a good job and you're going to get paid more than 30,000, then uh, you know there's a way to get a working visa before you enter. But if not, the different rules apply. And the work visa must, must uh, be gained. Uh, we get a lot of questions about uh, a tax residency. So we got one from Richard in Germany, um, a tax president in Germany who wants to spend more time in the UK and how is Brexit going to affect that? Well, in fact, Brexit is not going to affect it. Brexit does not affect uh, residency in uh, tax residency in any way. Uh, any tax agreement is a bilateral agreement. The EU do get involved in tariffs and customs and the VET, which is a form of uh, customs duty but it, the EU is not involved in social insurance and it's not involved in uh, uh, tax policy and there can be reciprocal agreements which at the moment are EU-wide and we're not clear yet whether the UK will carry on with those but if you're registered as an EU resident uh, um, before the end of Brexit before the end of December 2020 whether it's in the UK or in the EU, um, any expats will continue to retain their rights to any reciprocal agreements, which can be exchanged under the S1 rules. So if you've got a medical uh, situation or a, a pension, state pension being paid, the S1 will still provide you with healthcare and social insurance benefits in your country of residence, um, but also, even if you retire after that date, the S1 will still be issued to you at that time. So the, whether you're living in Spain, whether you're living in Italy, the dates resident in the UK are still the same. It depends upon your ties. When you first leave uh, the UK, the first three years is critical and there's higher scrutiny. Um, you have to leave the UK and acquire a tax residence in another country if if you want to change. So if you're going to do that, you, you, it, there's nothing to stop you having a residency, a residence permit in an EU country and remaining as a, a UK tax resident. And it may be for many people in 2020, you don't have time to become at this late stage a tax resident in that, that, that EU country but that can still progress going forward. So you can remain as a tax person in the UK, but be living in the EU. Um, how many days you spend in the UK kind of can have an impact 
I've just seen um, Mary's question and only saw half of it. And I don't know if I can get to the full question. Uh, Mandy, sorry, to, to get that question. I'll maybe come back to it later. Um, so, wherever your residency is, uh, your tax residency is secondary and it depends upon your family ties, the work you do in the UK and uh, where you're living when you're in the UK. So, if it looks like you live in the UK and you're spending enough time to be living in the UK and working in the UK, you will still remain to be a tax resident. Contact us for ongoing advice and guidance on how to uh, manage your, your tax residence in the UK. Uh, me medical cover, if you're working in the EU and you're registered under social insurance, then you get access to medical cover. But each country is slightly different. So all health systems aren't the same. All qualification periods aren't the same. All self-payment contributions uh, can vary. Uh, the health service and the skills of the doctors in one country might not match those in another. So you do have to make that assessment when you're relocating overseas. Um, if you've got cover because you're working abroad and paying social insurance or under an S1 at the moment, that will carry on after Brexit. No worries. Um, the judgment about whether the level of cover locally to you is still good enough it is down for you to make. So consider that. Um, many people operate as a UK service company um, within the EU. Will that still work afterwards? Again, tax is not affected. And the beauty of working from a company uh, as an individual is that the company gives you tax residence that can be separate from your personal tax residence. And this doesn't work for every country. Some countries have restrictions from it, and that doesn't include the, the UK you're not sure about what restrictions might apply to you, contact us at propartnership.com. Uh, but essentially, a, a, a company has a corporation tax rate, and that gives you a flat rate of tax, so you know your maximum rate of tax. So at 19%, a UK service company has a flat rate of tax. It is not the highest when you compare it to income taxes in, in Germany and, and every other EU country uh, around the world, uh, around Europe. What you could do though, is get hold of some other exemptions like uh, in Portugal, where non-external uh, income outside Portugal is not taxed, uh, or in Cyprus where expats pay 0% tax on, on dividends and bank interest, um, you know, to, for the first 20 years at the resident in Cyprus. So operating a service company from the UK can be as competitive as the UK um, while being uh, allowing to take advantage of personal individual tax rates in the EU. Um, and this is where UK expats can still benefit if they've already got their residency sorted out. Under new rules, they will need to prove income connected to a job or to a business that they create. So registering for social insurance, and, and as a local income will need to be required to create a tax residency to avoid personal income taxes in the UK, uh, but you could still operate from your 
uh, a UK service company. If the service company covers the cost of the business, that can become a very tax-efficient way of operating. So if you want to find out more information about that, contact us at productpartnership.com. We've got a, a retainer service that works with uh, existing accounts and uh, uh, other advisors to business and individuals around Europe, or we can provide an inclusive service. Uh, go to our website to look at our retained service. Um, there's 50 days left to the end of Brexit. Um, there'll be lots of hitches along the way, the same as we've had hitches today with our, our technology, but we'll get there in the end. And it may look no different today. We may have some agreements or we may have lots of changes that, that are coming along. Uh, contact us at productpartnership.com and stay in touch. And if you want ongoing advice in the next year on how Brexit and tax residency will be effective for you, you can join us in our retained client service where we offer above and beyond service throughout the year to expats living and working abroad in the UK and the EU. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next time. The Proact Know-How, brought to you by Proact.